Michael Rooker talked to me before a Wizard World appearance. We talked about the key scenes between Meryl and Daryl in The Walking Dead Season 2, and also being blue on Guardians of the Galaxy. And this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Here's Michael Rooker on those and even some JFK reminiscences as well. We've actually uh, we've actually met um, you. Uh, I was at one of the many people at the roundtable for season four of Walking Dead at New York Comic Con. So, and then I didn't we didn't talk, but I saw you at the Guardians of the Galaxy press conference in San Diego last year. So, oh really? Oh okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Yeah. Speaking of which, we're going to be at Wizard World Comic Con, um, and uh, that's that's going to be a lot of fun because you have. Norman Reedus from Walking Dead, and also Karen Gillian from your fellow person in blue from um, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be there, too. So that, that should be fun. <laughs> uh, Karen's going to be here, too. That's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And Norman, of course. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah, Norman. Yeah, I just had dinner with Norman. Yeah. Oh, That's cool. Fun. Oh, yeah. fun. I'm fun. Yeah, yeah. It's a big family, man. And yeah. It, just, it, it really is. And you, you get to see your buddies and your pals you know, when this this kind of stuff happens. And, and in, the, in the old days when you're working, you almost never got to see them again after you worked with them. Yeah. But now we get to see each other uh, fairly often if you if you attend the uh, Comic-Cons. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. More with Michael Rooker in just a moment. Well, it's that time of year when the weather gets nice. That's convention season. That's how it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, man. I know you can't say much about Guardians, uh, you know, because it's, you know, they, you guys haven't done the press yet and all that stuff, and that'll come oh, as, we get, as we get close. And I don't, I don't like spoilers anyway, but... So, what was it like to work with James again after you, had, of course, had done uh, worked on Slither and he put you with all that gunk on you and all that stuff? What was it like to come he, back to him? He always seems to want to torture me in some way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's always it's, well, it's always fun to work with him. So, and I was uh, I was very very excited and very pleased to uh, uh, see that he was he he had gotten this gig. Very happy for him and and everything. And then to find out that he was. Um, thinking of me and wanting to write something, you know, for me in the project, I was, like, really thrilled. And so, uh, and then to find out that I couldn't really do it because I was on The Walking Dead was kind of a, a bummer. And then and then it turned around again once I was um, uh, killed off in The Walking Dead. I got, <laughs> I got to actually end up doing, doing the, um, the project anyway, and it, it was amazing amazing it was an amazing process to go through even though he was doing all the work all the writing and thinking and 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 dealing with marvel and and having having all the rewrites and all that stuff i got to enjoy the benefits in the end i i ended up getting the role and ending up being a very happy camper because i went from dude one of the top one of the one of the biggest TV shows in the world. Oh yeah. To what? Hopefully, and I I I perceive to be one of the biggest summer uh, hits in the world in the world uh, in in the in the um, 
in the film business, which is going to be the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, man. It's going to be cool. Yeah, it's a great cast. Um, you know, it, there's so many cool people in this, and uh, what we've all seen so far uh, looked really, really cool. I'm I'm totally uh, 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 totally totally looking forward to it, and and um, anxious to uh, see see um, what all the uh, what's happened with all the editing and all the the special effects and all the other stuff, you know, and how it all comes together. Yeah, yeah. It'd be very cool. Can you talk about what it was like to do the blue makeup? Well, you know, it was uh, a makeup <laughs> that took about uh, three and a half, four hours maybe. Wow. Along with dressing and getting ready, yeah. uh, it took about four and a half, five, about five hours or so to be completely camera ready. Mm-hmm. And those hours are not too uncommon when it comes to doing a James Gunn movie for me, because I did Slither, and then I, oh, yeah. and I was like, and that was quite a long time for makeup. That was more like seven hours. Yeah. Um, so this was this was sort of um, a, a, a wee bit a wee bit uh, shorter mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, prep time, but fun. All, all fun, all fun, and uh, and uh, enjoyable. Yeah, I, I like your I like your coat, man. That's a really cool coat from pictures I've seen. It looks really neat. I think uh, everybody's gonna want a coat like that. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it, it was really nice. It, it it was when you look at it, it, it's got all this texture and richness, and the, the design was very cool. And and um, well, the designer was. Extremely cool and 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 talented. So, man, it, it it looks really good. And it was it was um not a light coat. It was um, it was uh, had a good had a very good weight to it. Yeah, it was very centering and and uh, um it felt good. It felt good to wear. And I, I'll tell you, speaking of The Walking Dead, man, your death scene. I think it was. I think people's reaction was a guy that people didn't like, and some hated. And then in yeah. that scene, you won over so many people because it was your acting. It was just, he was like so cold and distant. And then Norman's reaction, the combination yeah. of those two yeah. things. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You could see, uh, throughout the, throughout the arc, uh, Merle's arc in that, in that series, even from the beginning, you could see that it wasn't going to be your ever your everyday average mm-hmm. cliche, you know, redneck, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh I mean, um uh, Merle Dixon is a very complicated uh character, a very complicated man and so uh to make sure I did a good job with that is very important to me. So um I played with it so that he, there were surprises and, and, and you know, you find out, you know, that he, in my opinion, a lot of the, a lot of the comments that were made on the rooftop, all yeah. the racist and sexist comments to me were not because Merle Dixon is or is not a racist or a sexist. It was the sardonic humor and just verbally poking 
you know, it was intentional. Mm. These comments were very extremely intentional mm. because these people weren't letting me go. I mean, they had me. I'm a, you know, I'm not high anymore. I'm not, I'm yeah. not being a real dick anymore. Yeah. And they still were being asses. Yeah. It was like, well, you know what? Dude, you know, basically, I, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna stand up and beat you up again. I mean, come on. Yeah, I already, I already beat up five of them. I don't have to beat you up again, I'm, but I'm, I'm not high anymore and I'm doing, I'm okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, basically, why were they still keeping me, uh, cuffed yeah. in the first place? It was ridiculous. It was like, uh, uh, like a, a punishment. Keep me in the corner and cuffed to the, to this pipe. Yeah. And so, his attitude, my attitude for, for all through that, that portion of, of, the, of the TV show was, uh, well, the only way I can get you back is verbally. Yeah. So, and all those verbal comments, I thought were, were quite thought out and, and quite, um, uh, very cool. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just uh, indicated, uh, basically, if you look at it again, it indicates exactly uh, how intelligent this guy is and how he can, he can sense what, what bugs you and what yeah. gets on your nerves. And so he says exactly what, uh, you don't want to hear. And, and then you hear it and you get more upset and more upset. Mm-hmm. It's not doing his cause any justice. I mean, it's not making him get out of, you come over there and uncuff him any sooner. But it, it, those comments, I think, are, his way of getting back, it was at, at these people who were like, you know, keeping him under lock and key there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and of course, nobody, nobody even thought ever in a million years they'd leave me there. You know, and, and it wasn't even intentional. I mean, they were, they were coming back to uncuff me, but, but you know, it just so happens that someone with two left feet were, yeah. <laughs> poor, poor tea dog. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Oh my gosh, good stuff, though. Good oh, stuff. very good stuff. There was yeah. one one sequence in the second season where Merle wasn't really there. He was in Daryl's head, and you know, mm. Daryl was injured. He lost a little bit of blood. He was trying to climb up that hill, and there is Merle in a combination of encouraging him, taunting him. I thought the acting between both of you really surpassed. You know, the zombie Walking Dead series. I thought it was just really good. Two brothers, you know, really going at yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Of course. Yeah. I see what you mean. And it's so true. I mean, it was such a, uh, it was a great, a great, a great little sequence, written sequence. And then, and then all the stuff that I put in, I, I just improvise, you know, and, and, and add, add, add stuff that just sort of out of the blue, you know, just like, you know, when he's climbing, I'm taunting him, and I'm taunting him from the beginning. I'm taunting him, yeah. you know, when he's laying down there and he doesn't want to move and, he's, you know, he's going to die, basically, you know. So uh, his memory of his brother, what his brother was like, starts playing over in his mind, and it, this whole delusional thing becomes this... <laughs> <laughs> this beautiful, beautiful motivational uh, sequence. So yeah. he, he abused, <laughs> he's like abusing himself mentally so he can climb up that hill. 
Yeah. It was great. It was great. That was a great scene. More sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. And actually what was interesting, too, towards the end in that final episode for Merle was the scene with Michonne, too, where, you know, he mm. oh, he, yeah. He, yeah. he just he does an about-face, and he just, you know, he just comes to, like, a realization. And I thought that was a really good scene for him and really just really took him to a whole other level. That was one of my favorite uh, Merle moments, I guess you could say. Well, you know, and, and also, uh, that was the, that was uh, uh, Officer Friendly's idea to take yeah. her over there anyway. And, and, I, and I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Merle even wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't Merle's idea. I mean, you know, he was formulating his own idea uh, of how to deal with this situation. The whole thing of kidnapping her, bringing her over there, trading her off was like, that was the cop's idea, which was a bad idea to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so when he approached Merle in, in, when, in, um, in, the, in the prison there and giving him that, what he would like him to do is like, you can tell Merle was sort of like, are you serious? <laughs> you know, that's, that's the dumbest idea in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he went ahead and went through with it because basically nobody else would have done it. Yeah. And so he stepped up to the plate and did it. Mm-hmm. And then halfway through, sort of like, yeah, she doesn't want to go. He doesn't really want to take her. And so it's sort of like, okay, yeah. And plus, by her being with the group, yeah. makes it uh, makes it better and makes it a stronger group. Yep. So that uh, my brother is going to have a, a, a better chance of surviving, even better chance of surviving, because mm-hmm. she's with the group mm-hmm. and not not laying dead in front of, in front of the governor, you know, that kind of thing. So that was that was great, a, you know, good motivating and good interesting uh, stuff going on in that car when I finally let her let her walk, you know. Mm-hmm. So that that was a cool sequence. Oh yeah, you know, just to kind of tap your your opinion about something about Merle. Do you think he worked for the governor because he was working for him was a means to an end, but he really didn't care about what his philosophies were or what? He oh, good God, no! Merle didn't give a two cents about his philosophy. <laughs> you know, he was like, you know, it was a couple of square meals a day, maybe one or two, at least one. You know, some booze. I mean, uh, you know, but you don't see it, but. Uh, some admiral did probably get some action there, but you know you, you, you don't you don't see it in the in the piece. It was easy. It was easy work, you know. <laughs> what can I say? I I, I just uh, yeah. I, no, there was no there was no um, real commitment yeah. to the governor. Basically, the governor. The way we sort of uh, the backstory is that he found me along the side of the road right. and stuff and. Yeah, 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 so there was that history there, that there was this, um, you know, I, I felt obligated to the cat yeah, you know, for yeah. that, for that. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, yes, I became um, one of the, one, uh, yeah, pretty much his right hand, uh, you know, his iron fist. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, yeah, that was with a knife hand. Yeah. Oh, yes, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, there's just so many layers to this guy. He was uh, he was really a cool character, and uh, it really was. I yeah. was. I, I'm surprised sometimes. I, 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 you know, I'm like thinking about it, and I go, yeah. But it was it was really a cool role, and it was a very very beautifully put together by the writers myself and you know it's a combination of everybody you know yeah. I I think about it and rewrite a few things in my mind I change things and yeah, I motivate things my own way and, and by using the script that the writers wrote and, and then the director comes in and we talk about stuff and it's, it's a great collaborative effort and, oh. and then of course working with the other actors change stuff as well so yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful process. What a wonderful cast that is. That's just, they just are amazing. It's just. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, and me and Norman together, oh my God. Yeah. Dude, I gotta tell you, if, if we had had more scenes together, it would have become the Merle, become the Merle and Durrell show, my brother. I yeah. gotta tell you, it was like, yeah, amazing stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, amazing person. Norman's a great guy. And, and yeah. we worked together. It was, it was, it was, uh, you know, sparks, good, juicy, creative sparks were happening almost every time. If people get the Walking Dead video game, you can do it. It is a Merle uh, and Daryl show. <laughs> it is a Merle and Daryl show. That's very true. <laughs> so we did, really... Yeah, we did a Merle and Daryl game. That's right. I know. It's cool. It's really cool. So when you're at conventions, um, do, yeah. do do people kind of keep their distance from you because of uh, of Daryl and some of the other characters like Henry you played? Or are they pretty you know friendly towards oh, you? Oh, you mean Merle, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no people are... People are in love with me, dude. They come up with they. I am more popular now that this character has uh, has died on the series than I was on the series. I mean, on the series, I mean, I, you don't know if I'm uh, if I'm a good. You don't know. This guy can go uh, a lot of different ways. You know, you don't know if he's gonna pick you up, help you up, dust you off, or or pick you up halfway and just fling you on over the edge. Yeah. So, <laughs> He's quite an interesting guy, and mm-hmm. so yeah, and it kept audiences on on the edge, you know, and they didn't know what was going to happen with this guy or what he was going to do, right? And and then finally, when he totally decides on what to do and what he's going to do, I mean, you find out that oh my God, this this cat is really uh, he's got what it takes, you know. I mean, to 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 pay the ultimate price uh, to 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 help. You know, and and help uh, your your brother basically survive this, this yeah. encounter mm-hmm. is uh, pretty uh, uh, pretty damn amazing. And um, so yeah, yeah, that's I mean, people really got that, and they, they, the the love and uh, in connection with that with that brotherly love stuff is just in the whole family connection between the two last remaining. Dixon's right. And, yeah, that's right. And it is pretty, pretty amazing stuff. And, and the audience just, mm-hmm. you know, people come up all the time and, and very much, well, there's some people who are just a little, they have no idea who Michael Rooker is, right? So they don't know. All they know of me, I think they've seen me for the first time is 
approaching uh, my table or uh, if I'm doing a Q&A or something, they don't, they don't know who I really am. <laughs> and so they just know the character of Merle Dixon. And so they, they, un- they understand fairly quickly that uh, Michael Rooker is quite different than Merle Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know. I, before we go, I do have to credit you for you know your your, your interpretation of Bill Broussard and JFK. Cause oh well, thank you. You had you. one of the best lines in that movie, and it's like, who do you know who your daddy is? Because your mom. Your daddy is. Your mama told you. Oh man, that's a great line and so true. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, he was he had like a. The cool thing about it is he was a nice, uh, you know, kind of a counterpoint to what everybody was talking about. And oh, he had he had a morality to him a little bit, too, that I thought was, uh, you know, he I was... I think like, he did. I, yeah. And Dick Rashad was quite a, a complicated role as well. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, his commitment to his boss and, and his co-workers uh, uh, was superseded by his commitment to his country. Yeah. In his mind, seeing... His boss go off the deep end and, and blaming everybody from from yeah, just everybody, right? And, yeah. and 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 zeroing in on the even the president of the United States, right? Just yeah. Like, yeah. That that was that was that was it. You know, he couldn't take any more of that, and that that was it. And so, yeah, you saw you know, it, 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 it's portrayed on screen there. It's quite a quite a very cool, and plus he's being pressured by. Other forces, you know. Sure, sure. And so, very cool, very cool. I'm glad you brought that up. That was, a, that was an awesome film, and and to get to play that character was uh, kind of neat. I'm uh, just thinking about it. I'm going into New Orleans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Start, start talking about start talking about it. I, I start you know, talking of a, of a New Orleans accent, right? Yeah, of course, of course. You know, he was, uh, it was great. But I just, it was like one of those performances where you watch it and you go, I think we're going to see that actor again. And sure enough. (laughs) Yeah, here you go. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm glad you, I'm glad you get to see me again. And and I I mean, I I got, I got a comment when I did my first movie. I didn't get the comment, but I heard, I heard a comment (laughs) after the movie is over. I'm leaving the movie. In Telluride, it was Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah. And I heard someone behind me, like two or four or five people behind me say, oh my God, that actor will never work again. <laughs> and, and, and so that was, I heard that and I, in the back of my mind, I'm going, yeah, maybe so. <laughs> but, uh, you know, after a movie like Henry, you don't know when, when you don't know how it's going to be perceived and everything. So, yeah, and, uh, but also in the back of my mind, I'm going to, you watch, you watch. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm a very uh, stubborn guy and I, I don't give up and, um, I just, I just keep, keep going, man. That's what, that's, that's what I do and, and I love what I do. So this is not like work to me. So what I do is, is, what keeps me creatively going. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I dig it so much. And uh, so I was like, when I heard that comment, I was like, yeah, okay, we'll see. We'll see, buddy. <laughs> I think you got the last laugh on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. For I think sure, you did. For sure. I mean, you know, you're going to be probably in one of the biggest movies this summer. So I think that guy... You know, it's like, he's like the guy who told Elvis Presley should be driving a truck, you know. <laughs> People don't have, 
You know, people yeah, just, exactly. they don't know. They just don't know. They don't get it. But I really want to thank you for taking time to talk to me. I think it's going to be a fun convention this weekend, and uh, it's it'll be cool to see both of you guys together, too, and, and even Karen, you both you guys together from Guardian. So you had that nice overlap, and that'll be fun. Uh, it's a great overlap. You know, Jillian is great. She's a, she's a great gal, and, and um, getting a chance to be in... A James, another James Gunn movie. Yeah. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy. For me, was such extreme pleasure working with all the people, all the great, great talents. And uh, my goodness, I, I can, I can hardly wait until, until folks start really gearing. Oh my God, they're starting to gear up now at, oh, at yeah. the Comic Con. And, and uh, it, it is just going to be crazy good. And, Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always fun to see the the, the inside of and, and watch the audience. Oh, I, I enjoy maybe sitting in the back and and uh, watching the watching the audience and how they're responding to what's on screen. Kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I'm sure this year at Comic Con in San Diego, you guys will be able to say a little more and and show some more too. So that'll be. I think you had just started shooting when you were there last year. So we we had yeah, uh, and uh, we actually flew in. We flew in from uh, uh, England, from London, and that's right. I remember. And then flew back, and then flew back the next day. So yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, that's Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Have a great time at the convention, and uh, I, I'm, I'm sure you. it's going to be fun. And uh, I, I think you've got a lot of career left, despite what that idiot said. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't know. He was just responding to that that uh, that horrific movie that was like so scary and like, oh my gosh, people people were so moved by it, and not necessarily some. People were moved by it in, in like a positive, like, oh my gosh, this is, yeah. this is so amazing. Uh, there are no cop, cop chases. There are no, I mean, the, the death scenes are real, real. They, they, they're not like Hollywooded up, yeah. you know, and so people were really, really uh, extremely uh, turned on by that. And then there are people who were like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I just, I can't watch this anymore. And we, we literally 50%, if not more, of our audience got up and just walked out almost. At the same time, wow. and and we as the as the producers and actors and directors and they, uh, we were back in the back just silently clapping our hands like oh my gosh we actually made people get up and walk out how awesome is that you know yeah. but that's hard to do people generally tend to stick it out right mm-hmm. and but man when they got up and they 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 boogie they got out of there yeah. great stuff. Well, I mean, it's a classic. I mean, there's just no other yeah, word for yeah. it. It really is. People are still talking about it all these years. And, uh, no, no, new, new, new teenagers, 17-year-olds, 16, I mean, 18. People are brand new audience, audiences are seeing it for the first time. I, I've encountered several, you know, this year, and and, um, and they're saying all their friends are, like, they're showing it to all their friends, just like the beginning when we first did it, you know, all those years ago. That's amazing. Amazing. Sci-Fi Talk Plus is a great podcasting gift, not only for yourself, but also for friends and family. There's over 800 episodes, commercial-free, uncut, and even special programs on Dune and also the science of Mars, just to name a few. And even special series, too. 
The best part, it's free. Click on the link in the show notes for that free lifetime access. This is Johnny Gelato.